Hello and welcome to the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel. And I am Clint. Welcome back for another episode of Locked On Bulldogs. We're glad you're here with us. On Monday, Daniel and I chronicled all the happenings within the basketball program, which alarmingly was plenty. Like, plenty? A full episode? We could have kept talking about the basketball. It felt good. It felt Honestly, great. it felt good to get a little basketball talk uh, going. But if that's not your thing, uh, number one, be better. You could be a football fan and a basketball fan. Be Two better. Two things can be true at the same time, Daniel. Basketball but number, and football. Number two, you'll be happy to know that um, it's all football all the time from here on out. Unless Michael Foster signs with Georgia, then we might take about two and a half weeks. We go. Uh, yeah. Uh, speaking of all the things, let's let's say after this next. Hey, uh, last time we were on the pod, Daniel, uh, with M Dubs, executive producer mm-hmm. Michael Smith, we did a little draft of of fantasy we teams. We uh, did, Daniel. I don't think we've officially talked about it since then, but there's been a vote going on. We've not. There has been a vote going on, and um, uh, here's what we'll do. We've not announced this on the podcast. We intended to announce this on the podcast every day last week. bringing it up right now. We did not announce it one day last week, and now here we are, the second episode of this week, still just now getting to it. There was an official poll on the Twitter, but we also – Allowed some space for write-in votes. I Absentee know some of you guys aren't, aren't on Twitter. Some of you guys may have missed the poll on Twitter. And so we are still taking votes. To vote, you can either um, uh, message us on Twitter at Dogs Podcast or you can email us at LockedOnBulldogs at gmail.com. On our Twitter, you can find a breakdown of all the teams uh, or you can go back and listen to the episodes or you can just memorize the episodes like we all – like all the real fans do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And just let us know who you think won the draft, who drafted the best team. Uh, it's a tight race a, right now. It's and a so if, tight race. If you're, if you're on the fence – Get your vote in. Your vote will be heard. It will be counted. Uh, there's no electoral college in the Locked On podcast on the, in the Locked On podcast network. So every vote does count. Unlike America, where you live, where every vote does Daniel, not count. Daniel, this is you got us confused with CNN uh, hosting with Anderson. Okay, oh, sorry. This is, this is oh, sorry. UGA. Sorry, your team. Sorry. That's my your team every day. That's. that's that's what. That's who we are. Yeah, that's, that's who, who we are. are. We are uh, not political insiders. We are nor, not. Nor are we recruiting insiders. It actually same thing applies. Um, hey, if you uh, haven't been part of the pod before, welcome. Uh, we're glad you're here. If you knew the pod, we'll give you a little explanation of who we are. But uh, let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your first order. Uh, if you're new to the pod, Daniel and I are incredibly, incredibly serious about our fandom. We want you to be serious about your fandom. We are not gurus or insiders. We are just the best fans trying to make you the best fans you could possibly be uh, about UGA and all things. That's what we're here for, for fans, by fans. That's what this podcast is all about, helping you to be the best fan that you can be. So uh, we're glad that you're here. Feel free to join in the conversation. I already gave out the contact info at Dogs Podcast on Twitter, LockedOnBulldogs at gmail.com. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review. Subscribe to the podcast. If you're new to the show, welcome. We are so glad that you're here. If you're a longtime listener, um, w- honestly, we're not really sure why you keep listening, but we're grateful that you do. Like, we're just... It's it's weird sometimes. Remember, oh, I remember, had the I had the like 
I had the thing pulled up, like the the podcast stats pulled up, and my wife just like walked behind me, and she was legitimately, she was like, "That many people don't listen to your podcast," <laughs> and and I was offended and sad and hurt inside, but also proud at the same time. I was like, "Yeah, yeah, actually, they do." Now you and my mom, who both said I would never amount to anything, can just take that. Um, Daniel, no, we're glad that you're here. We're not. We're not political insiders. We're not recruiting insiders. We're also not counselors. If you could just no. look, man, this is the only platform I got. Like sometimes, sometimes you just gotta let it. Sometimes you just gotta let it out. All right, look. Today, you want to talk about counselors? You want to talk about subjects Ooh. that are gonna make me Ooh. need a counselor? Let's talk about today's episode of the podcast. We have been silent. When it comes to the possible scenarios for which college football may or may not be played next year. The reason, Clint, that we have been silent is none other than thinking about it makes us want to run for the buckets. My my wife literally today told me, if college football doesn't start on time, I don't I don't really want to talk to you for a few weeks. And I said Weeks. Um <laughs> We, we need to go ahead and extend that timetable out. <laughs> yeah. I think your wife and my wife both know if that happens, the, they're going to need to meet up somewhere oh. because oh. the two of us are going to be on a on a long walkabout. Yeah. We are going to just be yeah. circulating the United States. Um, Forrest Gump, here I come because I will yeah. break your record. Uh, okay. Well. That's what this episode is all about. We're talking about possible scenarios, looking forward. Obviously, we're in the middle of weird things are happening. Um, we are not CNN, so we're not going to talk to you about that, or we don't care about your opinions about that, just in case you were planning on sharing with them with us via Twitter. We're not interested in your opinion. Uh, so what we are interested in is college football. And uh, some news came out. Uh, I believe it was on Sunday, possibly Saturday. Yeah, All the, the days weekend. run together. It's a freaking lockdown situation, Clint. I don't know on, what day it is day. currently. On a day, they're all the same now. I don't know if you know that. All the days are the same now. If you've, if you've seen 1917, uh, the guys at the front, somebody <laughs> a recruit comes up from the back line and he says, Hey, f- settle a bet for us. What day is it? The guy says Friday. And the other guy says, Huh, this poor SOB thought it was Tuesday. That's what we're doing. That's that's all of us. Um, uh, news came out of the SEC. All camp activity, all summer workout activity, um, all gone. All canceled. Everything canceled. There will be no SEC football activity on campus. Any date prior to July 31st, August 1st at the earliest, Clint. Now- uh, to be clear, Georgia has come out, University of Georgia has come out, the state has come out and said we're open. University has come out and said we expect students in the fall. We are prepping for that, prepping for students to be on campus. Um, but SEC commissioner beat everybody to the punch to make an evil, even playing field as they saw it to not give states who are open and their universities more of an edge. So yes, we have good news, but not until after July 31st. All right, so this I have two questions, Clint. The first is, is this announcement? It's it seems like a downer, it does because it's it is a it is taking away summer workouts because it's not okay? right now. It's not immediate. 
It's not nothing is going to happen. There are things that normally happen during the course of a college football offseason. Those things are not going to happen no. this year. Okay? This is a limiting of activity. So, but my question is, is this good or bad news for college football? Uh, this is great news for college football. If you hear this news, you should be excited. You know why? Because this Tell means us. they are preparing for the inevitable return and they don't want things to derail it. They don't want to start a process only to have to go backwards. So they're setting out an anchor point out there saying this guarantees football. If you were to get back on campus and an outbreak was to campus on one campus, one campus, one college football. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. The virus, we're done. Okay. We're right back where we started. This is great news for the prospect of college football being played on the first weekend of September, Labor Day weekend, when we desperately needed to be played. This is great news when it comes to Georgia versus Virginia in in, in the bends uh, on Labor Day weekend, as we all hoped it would be. Uh, Clint, is this good news or bad news for UGA? That is a different question, and that is a question that we will get to right after this break. But before we get to the break... Clint, I don't know if you know this about me, but I do love to work out. <laughs> um, N- no, I I'm do sorry, not. What? F- false. False, Clint. I do not love to work out. Um, so listen, I'm, I don't love to work out. I do not love to pour chalk powder into my beverage that I'm trying to drink. Okay? Sure. I, am not, I am not trying to become... The Mountain, which I believe is a man's legal name who just lifted something like 1,800 pounds or something. Over 1,000 pounds uh, just up off the ground as if it was nothing. He, I wouldn't say as if it was nothing. I mean, I am sure. pretty sure. Strained for about three seconds. His lats launched a nuclear missile into like somewhere at a, at a foreign country. Uh, listen, protein bars are disgusting. That's what I'm trying to get at. They are. Clint. Protein bars are not good to eat. Okay? Some of them claim to be healthy. Some of them claim to do this for you or that for you. They're not good to eat. Listen, the folks at Bill Bar, we said this on Monday's episode. We're not trying to hide this. They sent us these bars for free. We didn't pay for them. Okay? We, we understand that. So, we, they're a sponsor of the show. All of that is true. We're going to tell you good things about this bar. We are. Quick question, Daniel. Uh, have we ever buried our feelings and emotions about anything on this podcast? We're pretty easy to read. If, okay. If we <laughs> Look, didn't I don't... believe that these bars were actually good tasting, you know what we would do for the read? Uh, hey, this episode, Built Bar has given us promotion. Built Bar has 24 grams of protein yeah. in each bar. Right. No, listen. These things are the best tasting. Their, their slogan is... Protein bars that taste like candy bars, Clint. And do you know what they are? They're protein bars that taste like, wait for it, candy bars. All right. That's what we're dealing with here. I, I opened mine up and you asked me earlier how many have I eaten and I said three. That's because I ate three the first day. I, I All of them, all in a row. Couldn't stop. My kids are stealing them off the pantry. Like where I, I put them on top of the pantry, I come in. I, I like cut one up and like distributed it to my kids because they were dying to try them. Um, they, of course, and then like 10 minutes later, I come downstairs and my kids are hiding in the corner, shoving, like cramming one into their face because like they, they think they're eating 
a candy bar, and that's kind of the beauty of the situation because this is uh, this this bar is not only incredibly tasty, but it is also incredibly healthy. Uh, it is low in sugar. It's high in protein. Um, three grams of sugar, twenty grams of protein, one hundred seventy calories. Um, look, you got peanut butter brownie. Mm. I don't know if I have to say any mm. other flavors, but that's one of them. You got you got mint brownie. Mm-hmm. You like a thin mint. You interested in a thin mint? Because this is a thin mint that's a protein bar. Look, I'm I'm done. I can't. We spend the whole podcast. Uh, go to BillBar.com. Use promo code Locked On. You get ten dollars off your first order. Use promo code Locked On for ten dollars off your first order. BillBar.com. All right, Daniel. We are coming back with the understanding, or trying to understand, when college football may be live again, and we have some scenarios. Okay, that's right. That's right. Okay, let's do it. Let's let's talk about the scenarios. All right, here's let's do that. Here's scenario one. Uh, college football doesn't come back in the fall. Actually, we just say let's not even come back in winter. Let's come out at the end of winter when things may be mm. settling down cold. Let's come back in February and start the season then. Option let's one. just freaking let's freaking Pat McAfee punt this thing all the way to. February. By Pat Just, McAfee punt, do you mean blunder? I mean, pop, I mean, Popeye arms make a dumb joke and um, then attempts to kick the football. And yell into a microphone to make people believe I know what I'm talking about. Um, Correct. Yeah. No, that's option one. Uh, we'll get to that. Option these are real, these are these real are- options being floated about in case you were buried under a rock. I wouldn't blame you. Um, but these are real options that people are actually discussing. Okay. So that's option one for the college football season. Option two is we shorten the season down, but we keep conference play. So everybody plays within their conference only and takes out every other possible game off the schedule besides that. This limits travel. This limits the week so we can start a little later and keeps uh, some conferences eight, nine games into the season. Uh, option three, full schedule. No fans to start. Full schedule, full slate, but there are no fans in the stadium to cheer on the teams. But everything else, and really no, and really no way of knowing when there would be fan in a scenario like that. Correct. When the fans would be, there's no guarantee. No guarantee at that point. And then an option four is uh, full steam ahead, keep things as is. But we're not going to talk about that one because that's, of course, the ideal. That's what the normal thing is. That's what we always want to go back to. Uh, so, Daniel, tell me your feelings as you hear these three options. Tell me your feelings on. Well, yeah, let's do let's do one you would prefer the most out of these three and one that you think is most likely to happen out of these three. That's great. Okay. What do you prefer? One that I prefer the most. This is hard. We're two guys who don't live – I live about four and a half hours from Athens. Mm-hmm. Clint lives farther than that. Um, and so for me to say full schedule, no fans – Sounds a little selfish. It's selfish of me. I get it. Like because I'm going to go to two, maybe three games this year if everything is happening as normal. Uh, but – I'm going to watch every game on TV, all the rest of them. And so if I get a full schedule, I think of these choices. February start is 
like saying, hey, I am not going to stab you in the heart with this knife. Instead, I'm going to stab you in the heart with this ice pick. And then in February, I'm going to stab you in the heart with this knife. That's what February start is. So that one's out uh, for me. If, if I <laughs> could go ahead and just let you know, uh, any team traveling north of Missouri in February, you got another thing coming. Not not fun. Not going to be fun. There's a reason they play those bowl games in Florida, except for the one Georgia Tech goes to every year in Boise, Idaho. Um, uh, conference play only has some pros and cons. Pro, we would still get to play Alabama and wouldn't have to play Georgia Tech. So those are the pros. Cons, the season would start later. Labor Day weekend would come and go, and there would be no college football. And... Um, I would be in a deep, dark depression. Uh, not having that opening game oh, gosh, in the bins. would be devastating. Listen, I think you got to err on this. I think you got to say full schedule, no fans. I think, but man, watching a game on TV with no fans, Clint, how weird is it going to be? Uh, I told my wife this scenario and she said, college football is fans. How could they do Amen, this? Amen, sister. Said, Preach. You, you're right. How in the world can you hear a game? This takes off all such a huge advantage within college football. You're talking about the Iron Bowl not being the Iron Bowl. You're talking about I, – I mean you guys want to have the, the cocktail party with no fans in the stadium? It, it's not the cocktail party anymore. It's it's just not. It's just a game. Yeah, it's not. You, you want to play Major League Baseball with no fans in the stands? It, honestly, go right ahead. Like, I'm not, that's not a knock on Major League Baseball. It's just the nature of the sport is totally different. College football is the fans. Your wife is absolutely correct. I think I would have to say of these three, my preference is conference play only and delayed start. I think that's my preference. Oh, gosh, they're all terrible. They're all terrible. Every last single one of them is terrible okay however you can't do a full schedule and no no fans you just you can't do it all right it's an impossibility um because as i pointed out earlier if it's not okay for the for the fans why is it okay for all the football players to congregate in one area and if you know anything about uh college football athletic rooms staff infection real thing the clean the, the cleanest you can get all right guys the, the Experts out there. These happen all the time. Uh, you're talking about COVID-19 running through that? No, you, you can't do that. So, yeah, it, it would have to be two and one. Conference play and then a late start would be the options for me, which is – There's no way I'll – say, I'll, I'll say this. This is my prediction. There's no way that there are not any restrictions on – how many people are allowed in the stadium for the full season of college football? There is if there's no way that this college football season happens with absolutely no change to what is normal. Cool, there right. will be, at the very least, there will be a limiting of the number of tickets sold, the, a limiting of the number of people in the stadiums. Absolutely. Uh, and so... 
but but that honestly and if you're a season ticket holder if you're a person who goes to every game and that that what's that going to do the price of tickets oh my gosh can you imagine the secondary market if you're only allowed to sell 70 percent of the tickets to sanford how about how about that game down in tuscaloosa alabama versus georgia you're only allowed to fill the stadium up 70 percent capacity what's the aftermarket going to be on those tickets but but listen i i'm sympathetic to all of the problems that that will cause but give me a game with 70 percent filled stand that's fine with me all day that's that's fine with me but no fans that becomes a totally different issue all right we'll be right back we're going to talk about the specific implications of this delay on uga because that's what we really care about here we care about college football we care about the whole season but we're really here to talk about uga let's talk about how this delay is going to impact uga All right, Clint. Let's start. Let's start with the camp conversation. Let's start with the July thirty first mandate by the SEC. And I'm just going to come out and tell you when I when I read this, my first thought was, "This is terrible news for the University of Georgia." Mm-hmm. We already said it's great news for college football. It means they're planning on playing games as normal in August, and they're trying not to screw it up before cool. then. But for UGA. To not have any contact, no team activities during the summer. We already missed spring football. Clint, this is terrible news for UGA. This is terrible news for Todd Munkin. This is terrible news for Jamie Newman. This is terrible news for anyone who is even remotely interested in a new and improved UGA offense. Yes, it is. There's no way around this. You can't slice this any two ways, okay? Because first of all, Look, here's what happens when a new coach comes in. New coach implements his system, and the system could be the exact same. Daniel, he could run the same exact thing as James Coley, which, by the way, would mean there'd be a, a dear a, lord, a, no, a picketing line of Frankenstein-esque proportions outside your home. You, your address will be find out, Munkin. Just letting you know right now. I rewatched some Georgia games from last year, and I got to tell you, I've got some. We're going to get into a whole episode, a whole episode about it. But I got some thoughts on James Coley was terrible, Clark. Awful, <laughs> awful, awful. Um, so even if that was the case, which it's not, but even if that was the case, Todd Munkin has different names for different things, and I don't know if you understand. If somebody's trying to get your attention, Daniel, and they keep on calling you Henry, and you don't turn around, and you're like, well, yeah, because my name's not Henry. That's not what you call me. And person get mad at you because they're like, no, I call you Henry. I, it takes a long time to even talk through all of that. Terminology is different on every single coach. So this hurts our new offense a great deal. There's people out there talking about, well, they're, they're, they're able to Zoom call with the coaches every day. I'm Not, sorry. Have you uh, ever – Same. Have you ever been on a Zoom call? I don't play college football, but I have been on a Zoom call. Um, it's darn near impossible to communicate in real life about nothing on a Zoom call. You telling me we're trying to break down film on a Zoom call, Clint? You're telling me we're trying to go through terminology? We're trying to construct a playbook on a Zoom call? How exactly is Jamie Newman and George Pickens developing chemistry at quarterback wide receiver uh, on a Zoom call, Clint? Are we now... We're, were we now saying that chemistry between a quarterback and a wide receiver doesn't matter? Yeah, we, have you? We just threw out have hundred years of football IQ with that. 
every football game we've ever watched in our entire lives. Uh, this is not a great. This is not a great thing for the University of Georgia. That we are in a position with a first-year offensive coordinator, a first-year quarterback, although not a true freshman quarterback. Um, young players. Now the defense, the defense will be fine. Defense. That defense is going to be fine. Uh, Dan Landing, Kirby Smart, and a bunch of returning talent on the defense. All of them, in fact, is their names. Um, their names. Their names the, is all of by them. The way, if you Sorry, Tyler how, Clark. To if you see want to know how, if you know how inept ESPN is, I just read an article talking about the top defenses for next year's their projections, and they listed returning starters on UGA defense as six. There's there's seventeen returning starters on UGA's defense. I don't know if yep. I don't know if they know how we do things over here, but we play all them. All of them. <laughs> all of them. Um, uh, Clint, um, this is not going to be great for UGA. We will see how it plays out. We'll see. Uh, now, people are going to say, like, well, it's going to impact Alabama, too. They're going to have a new starting quarterback. That's sure. maybe the first game that's going to be a problem. And so Georgia and Alabama. But let's just let's be honest right there. If we could just jump ahead to the Alabama game. Um, we need to not be on an even playing field going to Tuscaloosa to play against Alabama on the road. You understand, like, it would be helpful if they were at a disadvantage and we were not. Like being even with them, having equal disadvantages, and then going on the road in week three into a hostile environment to play a game in Tuscaloosa um, against that team, that's that's not doing us any favors there. No. And so uh, the fact that they will also be a dis- at a disadvantage, it, it doesn't make things worse, but it doesn't really make things all that much better either. Um, all right, we got more to talk about about this. We could get into some specifics, but we will maybe save that for another episode of the podcast. We will be back on Friday. Um, we've got some season, some some Las Vegas institutions. God bless their hearts, are already putting out some season win projections uh, for some SEC teams. Do and work, guys, just keep keep just doing work. Get after it and. You better know that we're going to talk about that. Oh, we found it. And yeah, we found it and we're going to talk about it. So uh, come on back Friday. We will hit up every team in the SEC and talk about whether their forecast is too high or too low. If you are still in the mood for uh, more sports after listening to the Locked On Bulldogs podcast, you can tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On Chad Ford's NBA Big Board. We will see you guys on Friday. See you.